Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Kibler. That's me. If you haven't checked us out in a while, make sure you go to aftertwobeers.com. You can find links to our Patreon page and all sorts of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If this is the first time you've ever listened to our show, the concept is pretty easy. Gibbler and I have, at a minimum, two beers. Yes. I get asked about that a lot. Two beers? Only two beers? No, 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 That's a minimum. That's the minimum. (laughs) Minimum. Minimum. (laughs) That's a fun word to say. (laughs) It is. You can clearly see that we've had more than two beers already. (laughs) Minimum. Minimum. (laughs) But that's the minimum we have to have before we start. And then we talk about uh, current events, and we talk about history, and and uh, we share some stories that you're probably not going to hear on the 7 o'clock news. No, definitely not. No, no. And that's why it's fun for us. Now, Gibbler, we haven't been doing these for about a month. We just need to recharge the batteries a yes. little bit, and we're ready to go. Another fun name to say, hiatus. Hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a list. A fun words to say. <laughs> Expialidocious. I miss jalopy. Why oh, I still say jalopy. Yeah, like when somebody sees a bad car. Oh, look at that jalopy. <laughs> what a fun word. <laughs> Hiatus. 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 I don't, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, this year is a big year, especially here in the Midwest. And that's the 17-year cicadas. I don't want anything to do with them. Really? Oh. They are kind of nasty They're looking. They're creepy. And no, like I've gotten one of them stuck in my hair before. Oh, really? Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. They should be coming out like any time. Like in the next few days, week, Yeah, my grandma weeks. had me go check out. She's like, will you go check out those molehills like in her backyard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I went back there, they're not molehills. Yeah, they're the cicadas. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, I'm not going to Gams for a minute. Yeah, it looks like a big <laughs> dirt penis. <laughs> it's ejaculating cicadas. <laughs> it's not like that bad, but, but no. But I, it's funny that I say that because that's basically what this is. So I heard a story about these things. They live underground literally for 17 years. And they eat the sap off trees. And that's their energy. That's They're all hyped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Having all that scissor. That's right. And they're coming up just to get laid. <laughs> you know, it's so funny if you think about it. If you listen to nature, it's basically just animals trying to get laid. Right. And they got to be married. They're like getting laid once every 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's screaming about it. What they don't realize is he's not singing to his wife. He's probably singing to the neighbor cicada. You know, for the last 10 years, just can't wait till I get above ground. I'm going to sing you the song of my happiness. Happiness. My... Happiness. <laughs> I love cicada penis jokes, though. <laughs> Why isn't there more cicada penis jokes? I don't know. I have not seen a cicada penis. I meant like the dirt penis. The cicada oh, dirt yeah. penis. We should make a t-shirt. And it just should be like a cicada coming out of one of those. And it's like, I'm just here to get laid and die. No. That's what they do. They come (laughs) out of the ground and get laid and die. It's, (laughs) you know what it is? It's the guy that's coming above ground and he meets up with his lady friend and then she's like, just kill me already. You're smothering me. (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't that like, um, what are they called? The other, and like they bite the head off. Oh, the praying mantis. Praying mantis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's some ruthless bitches but, like, right that's there. That's one of my favorite memes still, or is like, 
Might as well stay and have another beer. My wife's going to bite my head off when I get home anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm shocked that more women don't have a praying mantis tattoo. It is like the ultimate savage. Here, I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> you are going to pleasure me and then I will bite your head off. <laughs> I think Lorena Bobbitt had one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a praying mantis that looked like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we move on, you know, one of the new segments that we're going to talk about is Tour Tales with our buddy DC Parment. Yes. So DC is going to take the place of our news for a while, or excuse me, our history. And uh, DC, uh, for the listeners that may have not heard his episodes, is uh, he's been traveling with tours, music tours, since the 80s. And right now the tour is that he's on is Elton John. That would be the coolest one. Yeah, and he's been on Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and hundreds more, and uh, he's going to come on and tell stories each week. And I got to thinking about it today. As much as I love hearing about his stories, I want to ask him something else. So, like last week, we talked about uh, uh, Kirk Hemet, who's going to be on the uh, the podcast this week. So, when you're listening to this, you're going to hear it in a second. But regardless, Kirk Hammett, who's the guitarist from Metallica, he's, he's one of his biggest fans, and he told a cool story about it. But I want to know, did you ever meet a, like, a musician that you loved their music first, and then they turned out to be an ass? And then can you <laughs> still appreciate their music? I mean, I'd probably say so, because I'm sure there's a lot of asshole musicians. Right. I guess it would be how much of an ass they were directly to you or somebody right. that you knew. But that's the kind of stuff I think I'm going to start asking him. There like, you well, with you too. I mean, I mean, not the band, but I don't think he toured with you too. I meant with <laughs> you as well. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's just like, um, it was when Taylor Swift was still pretty new. I uh, did the Rockin' New Year's. I was actually got my SAG card and everything. I was actually like on there dancing and got to see all of the musicians and everything else. And she was such a princess. Like, who's this? Somebody changed her shoes for her. Taylor Swift. Really? And ever since then, I was like, so you've got to re-record it because you needed to change your shoes, but you couldn't even change your shoes. You know what's funny about that is there's a lot of people in Indiana that need their shoes changed, too, but it's, <laughs> it's because uh, that, <laughs> belt, that belt line is <laughs> that's kind of extended. I mean, I'm wearing slip-ons lately. <laughs> I, got that they, right. I got that COVID-20. All right, I'm so happy flip-flop season's coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to tour tales, I wanted to talk to you about one other thing. This is like we we called it our head shaker moment or whatever, but it's it's in regards to social media. You know, you and I and and our our surrounding friends, we you know we're all active on social media, and this hasn't been something that's new. But there's so many people out there that just love to give advice, and I'm probably I'm as guilty at times <laughs> as others. Okay. But it's like, it's your way of expressing your opinion with the world. Right. And that's what social media is. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But the head shaker part I wanted to talk about is I feel like you lose credibility when it, you're either trying to tell me why I should not get the vaccine shot or who I should vote for president or any of those types of issues when you can't spell right. Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. <laughs> the my like the one that I'm like everybody messes up is breath and breathe. Oh yes. And like as soon as I see them misspell that or like use two, like T O T O O 
mm-hmm. and the wrong, I, I just stop reading. Yeah, you, you kind of lose all your credibility right there <laughs> when you see it, it's it's incorrect. And then another one I've noticed is when my kids were little, yeah, like two, they they're learning to talk, they're forming words, but it it it's kind of like a drunk podcast host at the end right it's like some yeah listen to some of our past episodes (laughs) especially towards the end right i mean it's gonna happen tonight i can already tell by the way my lips are already moving and it's one of those things like when they speak you have learned their language that language is unique to them and you understand it because it's the dialect that you've been hearing right (laughs) now a stranger hears them goes what the fuck did that little kid say (laughs) and the mom's like he clearly said he wanted some applesauce and you're like, I didn't hear any of that gibberish. <laughs> and that's what it feels like when I have friends that they write shit out. And then you're like, it's it's almost like a game of trying to figure out what it is they're saying. That's what I mean. And oh, man. I, and, and by the end of it, you, you get it. And you almost feel like there needs to be like a Google translation <laughs> for people that can't spell. And how do people not spell with autocorrect? I don't know. They must turn it off and go... Catastrophe, I'm it. right? They spell catastrophe. <laughs> it looks like catastrophe, <laughs> and there's like, there's no way. It's like that looks like ketchup ray. <laughs> and we're going with catastrophe. Catastrophe. <laughs> oh well, Gibbs, I appreciate you bullshitting with me on the social media thing. I feel like I'm surrounded by. 2000 Dr. Ruth's, but they never actually got the question sent to them. They just felt like they had the answer. Right. And they had to share it. And I I almost, I wanted to think about doing like a little segment on here where we go out and look at like Speak Out Richmond. And Uh, then, and I would blank the names out, you know, to protect the the dummery that they are sharing. (laughs) I don't want people to think we're making fun of them. But we would be <laughs> like you listen to people debate and it is so bad. Oh, it's so bad. And then they're also using it as like they're getting on this forum and asking a question that could be Googled. Yes. What's the address oh. of that one place? Right. <laughs> What's you the- just typed it out on social media. I'm pretty sure you could have typed that out just as easily on Google. Right. Google. Well, and when you say, what time does the Burger King open? I really don't think that you need to figure out when the Burger King opens. <laughs> oh, anyway, those people are silly. We may talk about that in the future. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our first edition of Tour Tales. Yes. With uh, with our buddy DC. It's going to welcome back DC to the show. DC, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it is 100% our pleasure. But the reason you are back is something that I am very excited about, as is, I think, Gibbler. I am so excited. So we've been doing A to B for a long time now, almost starting our fourth year. And we've been doing the history thing. The history thing's a lot to write. And so it was getting kind of cumbersome. And I thought to myself, who would know history that would take some of the burden off me? <laughs> and I thought DC loved Welcome it. back, DC. <laughs> That's right. DC if- I thought you were gonna say that you went through like fifty people and they all turned <laughs> you down and you thought, well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> DC a try. Well, I only made it through the C's on my phone book and DC was the first <laughs> D that popped up. Well, there <laughs> you said. go. Oh, the first D. You got those D's popping well, up. Oh, Gibbler's in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> You've done 
a ton of tours, doing all kinds of different things in the rock world. And you allowing us into that back world of behind the scenes is just going to be kick-ass to hear. So we are excited. We're going to have you back each week to share one of these stories. Gibbler, pin the name. Tour Tales. Tour Tales. What do you see? <laughs> yeah, we had an interesting discussion about what the t-shirt's going to look like. <laughs> wow. It, it kind of reminds well, it has to be a black t-shirt for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it has to be roadie black. So the way this format's going to work for our listeners, each week you're going to come on and you're going to give us a year and a tour and what your role was at that tour. Right. And then just give us one of them stories that we're going to be chuckling about. And, or maybe we'll go all. They can be all inspiring moments. Yeah. We love your stories. They're all great. Yeah. So we're looking Thank forward you. to it. So without further ado, you take it away. You have not introduced Gibbler and I to this story. It's 100% spontaneous. Are you ready to do your first one? Yeah. Um, this is like a two-part Kirk Hammett story. The first part of the story takes place in 2019, and then there's the second part of the story, which took place in 2018. And it will make sense why I'm going 2019 first and then 2018. Okay, so the first story involves Kirk Hammett from Metallica, his sister, Jennifer, She's a chiropractor, and we're always in need of chiropractors on the road, so the tour hired her to come down and work on the band and crew during the day, all because of Kirk, because he brought her to one of the shows, and I met her and found out she was a chiropractor and got her card, and lo and behold, she worked on Elton John's band and crew. Did Very she, cool. Did she get to uh, massage Elton? No. No. No, she did not. Just <laughs> band. No, I mean I don't mean that in a in a derogatory way. Just just you know, band and crew. No, I think it's a really cool thing that you guys do for helping out your crew. You have to. You got to take care of the crew. Because what what's that old saying? Oh, the bands make it rock, and the roadies make it roll. Oh, that's cool. very nice. You gotta love the roadies. You do. I mean, even though now they're um, they're technicians. <laughs> You know, instead of being a drum roadie, it's a drum tech. Oh, they got fancy names now. Man. Yeah. I and I would be, and my my uh, my job title would be travel tech and calculator jockey. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but how do you pay someone to come down and do, do you do it by the back rub or you just pay her for the day? And what do you pay a masseuse for a day? It's not a masseuse. It's a chiropractor. I'm sorry. No, it's a chiropractor. It's They're <laughs> popping your neck and popping your back and getting everything realigned. And how much do you pay? That's like, correct. Because they're a doctor. Well, so, you know what? It was on the weekend, and we worked out a day. We worked out an hourly rate, and then um, we worked out an hourly rate, and, you know, we just kept track of how many hours she was there, and I paid her cash. Now, obviously, Elton's and torn forever and he's a well-respected artist but i have to assume that there's been tours that you have been on that you weren't allowed to bring in a chiropractor like oh yes many tours <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of tours that don't have budgets for such extracurricular activities as chiropractors and things like that and there's also some artists that are that are quite frugal as well on the tour in fact there's one major major band <clears throat> where the singer 
keeps all the crew frequent flyer miles. So instead of, you know, you getting the miles, he gets all the miles from everybody that's flying. Well, seems kind of shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, because, you know, we it's one of the perks of the jobs of the job, you know, frequent flyer miles and things like and hotel points. Right. Did they have to give away the hotel points as well? Oh, I'm sure. That I don't know. I mean, if they're giving away the miles, I'm sure they're also doing the hotel points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so the first part was we hear about the chiropractor. What's the second part of the story? Second part of the story is we are in Las Vegas during the million-dollar piano run, and I believe it was around 2017 or 2018 that Kirk Hammett, Metallica guitarist, came to see the show and see Elton with his family and his father-in-law. So the plan was for Kirk to play on Saturday nights or right for fighting, which is towards the end of the show. And during that, sh- during that song in Las Vegas, they let folks on stage, you know, dance around the piano and, you know, and just see what it's like to be on stage. They let the first couple of rows do that. And so anyway, I'm writing, I'm taking Kirk to stage and he's just noodling around on his guitar and we're in the elevator. And I happened to mention, I'm like, damn, Kirk, that Lords of Summer riff's pretty fucking cool. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, you mean this? And he starts playing the song Lords of Summer and it's just me and him in the elevator. And that was one of the most amazing moments of my professional career. That's pretty badass. That is really cool. Because you're a huge Metallica guy anyway. But I mean, he was just playing it for you. That's right. He goes, oh, you mean this? And and he just played it. And I'm like, damn. See, the thing is. <laughs> I got a music um, tub. <laughs> no. Well, no. Well. <laughs> let's put it this way. There was a snub nose in my BVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was, that was, I mean, I, I've done some cool stuff and met some amazing people, but that, that was the one. That is pretty cool. I think that's a great first story to start with. No kidding. So then how did you end up finding out that his sister was a chiropractor though? Well, when he came to the show in Oakland with his sister or with his sister and I believe her son and her son's friend. And he just happened to say, you know, when I met him, I think she was the one that said, oh, hey, you know, she didn't say I'm a chiropractor right out of the gate. But I believe Jennifer said that, oh, I'm a chiropractor. And I got her card and I said, you know what, next time we come to town, you know, I want to hire you to come down and work, you know, based around your schedule. I said, well, we'll work out a price. And, you know, I'll feed and water you guys, and I'll get your parking, and, you know, you can stay all day. That's That's cool. cool. So, Kirk, does he hang out with Elton? I'm just picturing famous people hanging out with other famous people. That's a a good question. Um, That's a very good question. Um, Obviously, Elton has famous friends, like Neil Patrick Harris and his husband and their kids, and I I believe... You know, it's in People magazine and things like that, that the that they all vacation together. And so, I mean, you know, celebrities have celebrity friends. I mean, but Elton also has 
you know, regular friends, you know, not just, um, you know, not just celebrities. Oh, I just, I'm just picturing like, like the back of somebody's house. Hey, I'm just going to call in the guitarist from Metallica and play on this song with me. I think he'd come up. It's <laughs> just wild. Oh yeah, to me. I totally would. Oh, I mean, he's gonna be at the show anyway. Might as well just jump up on stage. And, yeah, you know. That's it. Well, actually, Kirk was the one that asked if he could sit in with Elton, and I spoke to Davy Johnstone, who's you know Elton's guitar player for decades, because he's also the musical director. To find out, and he goes, "Oh, absolutely. Let me ask Elton," and boom. You know, sure enough, next time we played Vegas, they came down for the weekend, and, you know, that was that. That's so. It's a really neat experience, too, for the audience. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's amazing for the audience, but also for Kirk is such a Davy Johnstone fan that he's been a fan of Davy's for decades, you know, and he was, he specifically, you know, when he was talking to Davy, he specifically you know, mentioned, you know, Davy's tenure in Alice Cooper's band, you know, having seen Davy play in Alice Cooper's band live. And then, you know, Kirk went out and checked out the Elton music and one thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, he's on stage playing. (laughs) Now I've got to ask you, B, before we let you go to, to kind of finalize this story. As an example, Elton provided a chiropractor to the uh, to the crew backstage. What are some of the weirdest things that you've heard of other bands that they provide or that people request? For their technicians. <laughs> or for anybody. You always hear the stories about the all-brown M&Ms and, you know, like, whatever. What's the weirdest thing that you know of that or you've heard of that people want backstage or they request? Believe it or not, we had a petting zoo backstage. Shut the hell up. We we were in Australia. (laughs) Oh, well, that makes sense. (laughs) We were in Sydney, and it was the last show before our Christmas break. Everyone was traveling home the next day. And the promoter arranged, you know, Michael Chug and Chug Entertainment, they arranged to have, you know, koalas and things like that. I mean, none of the things that'll kill you in Australia. <laughs> but Half they, of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not like the old rock spider. Oh. Um, so was this Elton's tour as well? Yes, this was on Elton's tour. We were finishing, uh, it was the last show of 2019, and the promoter arranged, you know, to bring down koalas and some of their other, you know, native animals, and, you know, the crew really liked it. They got to take photos, because not everybody had a chance to see, you know, the local indigenous Australian creatures. Now I want to be a technician. I want to pet a koala. I bet, you know, <laughs> if there was an animal in the world that you could smoke a J with, it would be a koala. <laughs> well, actually, I'd like to smoke with my dog, believe it or not. <laughs> what do you mean, like to? You, like, you haven't. <laughs> no, I'd like, you know, I'd light up the J for him since he doesn't have any thumbs and you know, <laughs> can't really hold a lighter. <laughs> well, DC, we loved having you. As always, it was a cool. good time talking well, I to love, you. Uh, I love doing this. Well, awesome. You guys are great. 
We've got some stories that we thought it'd be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up by bees. I thought he was just high. All right, Gabriel, are you ready for some news? I'm ready for some news. All right, this one comes to us from Boldy.com, Ellie Kildare. We should get some of these people on the show. Right. These writers are awesome. Anyway, here's the story. A drunk Tennessee man was arrested after he used his colostomy bag as a weapon to attack police officers. So he's like a monkey flinging his poo. Yes. It was like shit on it. It was like, remember those things you used to get at the <laughs> skate that had the hand that was sticky? Oh, the- and you could throw it against the wall and pull it back. That's what this was. But <laughs> his name is Nicholas Newhart, thirty-nine, and he was at a very fat, fancy restaurant. He was at Kid. Excuse me, I can't. I'm struggling to even get it out. <laughs> Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk and rock and roll steakhouse in Nashville. <laughs> I bet you that bag was full too. Oh, oh he had the blooming. <laughs> Onion. I don't know what kid. I don't Rock. know what they have there. Right. Uh, anyways, it says officers tried to arrest the belligerent man. He took out the colostomy bag from inside of the front p- pants area and started swinging the bag around left to right, hitting two of the metro police officers with his feces. This has got to look like the most broke dick Batman ever. Oh. Like he reaches down <laughs> into this special spot and pulls out a bag of shit. Oh. Oh. Now, uh, Newhart was said to be so drunk that he couldn't stand up on his own. He was cuffed, taking him down to the station before charging him with assaulting the police officers in question, as well as public intoxication and disorderly conduct. Wow. Yeah. According to his reports, his past rap sheets includes multiple offenses, including other public intoxication charges, vandalism, theft, and obstruction. It's also perhaps worth mentioning that he has a Confederate flag tattoo on the back of his head and a neo-Nazi fourteen eighty-eight tattoo on his forehead. Oh wow! I uh, I don't. They included that in the story. I don't know what that has to do with flinging feces. Right. <laughs> I think they're drawing some conclusions. <laughs> uh, old boy might be a little inbred. <laughs> you should see the picture of him too. He looks like a guy that actually supports the oh, show wow. that I've sold a shirt to. Oh my god! His name's Doug. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not giving his last name. Now, this looks like Doug on Hard Times and with a nasty Fu Manchu. I bet as he was flinging the colostomy bag around. Some of it was in that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he looks like Wilford Brimley's mustache, but on crack. <laughs> it's huge. All right. Anyway, are you ready for a second story? Yes. All right. You've probably seen this one on social media. A Maryland woman was taken into custody after setting fire to her own home and then sitting down in a lawn chair to watch it burn. I saw this on TikTok. Gail Metwally, 47, was arrested by police in Elkton after allegedly starting several blazes inside the house 
while someone was still inside. She has since been charged with several arson charges as well as attempted murder. Oh, and look how happy she is in the picture. Like, if you guys go to Twitter. Oh, she was like sitting back in a lawn chair. I feel like she was just going to. I'm talking about when she's in jail. She is. She is proud of herself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it, I can't remember, but like it, I feel like when I watched it on TikTok, it was like he wouldn't let her in the house. So then she like got the trash can on fire, and then well, here, did go in the house or something. Well, here I'll it read was crazy. it. Crazy. The fire was set on April 29th, just after noon. Deputy State Fire Marshals responded to the property after several witnesses reporting seeing a woman, later identified as Metwally setting multiple fires within the home and then sitting in a lawn chair <laughs> on the front lawn where she watched the fire engulf the home. Neighbors even took video footage of Matt Wally sitting in her lawn chair as the fire burned. She did. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine setting your own house on fire just because you're so pissed off at your, your boo thing? No. And you watch your shit burn? I mean, I've thought about it after, like, Every time I turn around, there's something else that has to be fixed in my house. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need no water. You know what? This bitch, we just start from scratch. Come on. It says uh, (laughs) she uh, eventually walked away from the scene. According to a few minutes after watching the property burn for a few moments, she got out of her seat and walked away from the house as the fire continued to burn. However, she didn't get very far, and authorities were soon able to apprehend and arrest her. The arrest Follow the lady that smells like a barbecue. <laughs> With a big old <laughs> smile on her face. <laughs> and I, didn't her shirt say happy or something on it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it had like a sunshine on it or it, something. Yeah. It was yellow shirt. It's here for the barbecue. I don't know. It's, it, you don't really see it. She's, uh, she's an ample-chested woman. <laughs> they predominantly feature that. Now I've lost the story. Here we go. It sent me to Twitter hell. Okay, the person who was left in the house escaped safely. The arrest warrant continued. While the home was on fire, witnesses heard an occupant in a basement window yelling for help. Bystanders safely assisted her out the window. It was later revealed that the woman in the basement was one of Metwally's three housemates, and the other two were not at home at the time of the fire. That's you How many know, people are living in that house? Apparently there were four? four of them in there. But can you imagine, like, you get in an argument and you're just going to let your roommate in the basement die? That's messed up. Yeah. Well, and here it you go. It might be messed up. Met Wally, who suffers from mental health issues, now faces a host of charges. She's charged with first and second degree attempted murder, first degree arson, first degree assault, plus two counts of first degree malicious burning, two counts of malicious destruction of property, and two counts of reckless endangerment. That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of counts. That's a lot of counts. (laughs) (laughs) It's unclear whether a plea has been made, but none has been made public. You got to watch this video. Oh, yeah. We need to post a link to it in one of the comments. We absolutely should. All right, Gibbs. I appreciate you doing the show with me this evening. We we absolutely lived up to our name after two beers. Yes, we did. And um, it's going to be good, though. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be very good. If you're listening to the show and you like it, make sure you visit after2beers.com. That's the number two, 
you can click on the Patreon page. Thank you very much to all of our current uh, yes. Patreon sponsors. And then sponsors. also make sure that you share this with your friends. Yes, like and subscribe. Enemies, it. everything. Yes, and <laughs> another thing is if you have any feedback on the show, there's something you want to discuss, you have a point about social media, Dr. Ruth's, or any of those types <laughs> of people you want to chat about, please share that stuff with us. If you send us a video or some audio, we'll share it on the show. And I, I love mean it. that 100%. I'm talking to you, Andy, and I'm talking to you, Steve, and I'm talking to you, Coddington. I want all of you guys to start sending me audio of stuff, and we will use I swear. I absolutely swear. <laughs> swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, and um, make sure you support the Helium Comedy Club, support your local comedians. We got to go see improv. No, excuse me, not improv. It was open mic night. Ham and beans. Ham and beans here at New Boswell in Richmond. And it was really good. It was really good. And then it was really cool seeing one of our helium guys over there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a cool deal. Make sure you get out and support local comedy. Gibbler, I guess without further ado, I guess we can just talk to him next week. After two beers. <laughs>